Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. This is actually going to be my last video of the week until Monday, so I hope you all enjoy these stories. Also, I have to mention this, there's going to be a sponsored segment somewhere in the middle of the video. I know people get mad, but this cannibal's gotta eat. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this one, and be sure to send your stories to southerncannibal.com if you ever want to share one. And without further ado, let's get into the stories. Have a good weekend, everyone. And remember to always stay hungry. When I was in college, I moved into my first apartment after about two years of living on campus. I've always been very aware of my surroundings, and I'm a very tall female, so I don't normally run into situations that make me concerned about my safety. The apartment was a one-bedroom apartment on the top floor of a three-story building. The stairs of the apartments were exterior near the center of the building, and there were four units on each floor. From the peephole of the front door, I could see all the other unit doors, something that was helpful for me to see what was going on. When I first moved in, my friend was on the first floor in another one-bedroom unit, and we were very comfortable with the complex. My friend had moved out when the story happened, and I only had one semester left. Most of my neighbors I hardly ever saw because of my class schedule. My major was extremely demanding, so I would spend several late nights in class or working on projects. On this particular day, my class had been canceled, so I was able to walk home in the middle of the day. It was sunny, and I remember being really excited about it getting warmer. I was walking up the stairs from the street to the mailboxes, and I checked to see if I'd gotten anything. The mailboxes were right next to the stairs. I was looking through the letters when I heard someone walking up from the parking lot, so I looked up and I saw a young guy. I'm a pretty quiet person, so I just looked up and then went right back to what I was doing, while still keeping some awareness of what he was doing. He looked up from his phone as I looked away, and he started to look me up and down. I turned the key to lock my mailbox, and he then smiled seeing this. Hey, do you live here? He asked. Yeah, I do, I said, and I started walking up the stairs. He started following me. Really? Because I've never seen you around here before. I kind of just shrugged after that. Yeah, I guess my schedule is weird or something. I can't really remember the order of what he said next, but he asked if I was doing anything later. Odd question, I thought, but I just said, yeah, I have plans with my friends and a few. He looked really disappointed, and he then quickly said, You know, I'm going to be moving next week, and I have some furniture I'm selling. You should come over and take a look. I'd give you a really good deal. I laughed nervously at that, and just tried to say that I had plenty of stuff, but that I did appreciate the offer. He continued to press. Oh, come on. You can look at it right now. I think I'd let you have some stuff for free if you want. I just replied back with, Like I said, I have plans right now, so I don't have time. Okay, then, well, why don't you give me your number, and then you can text me when you're ready. 
I kept walking and I told him I wasn't comfortable with that. He then squinted his eyes, then saying, What, do you have a boyfriend or something? Yeah, actually I do. I replied back. He tried to look innocently at me as he continued to skin my body with his eyes. Well, how about you knock on the door when you have time? We had gotten to the top of the stairs at this point, so I just said sure quickly, then went into my apartment, locking the door behind me. I looked through the peephole, and he was literally just standing there staring at my door. I was pretty annoyed for most of that conversation, but this, it made me feel really uneasy. I then watched him unlock his door directly across from me, and then grab a chair to sit in his hallway and watch my door. I knew I had half an hour before I needed to go meet my friends, but I wasn't going to leave with him sitting there like that. I don't know what possessed him to be so obvious. I guess I at least knew where he was. I called my boyfriend at the time and I asked if he'd come over and walk me to my car after explaining the experience. He was furious and he came over immediately. And when the guy heard him coming up the stairs, he closed his door. And from the weird feelings I got, I honestly believe he watched us through his peephole. Luckily, I was able to avoid seeing him until he moved out. But there were a couple of times I came home and his door was wide open with a bed set up in the hallway. I always had my key ready and moved fast to not let anyone catch me outside my door. This may not be the scariest story to some people, but that bed set up in the hall always set off alarms every time. I'm a girl in my late teens who started dating my now boyfriend in mid-2021, and the story takes place in early 2022. To give you some background information, my boyfriend who I'll call B used to be affiliated with the wrong group of people, who did certain things that you aren't illegally allowed to do. During those times, he would get into numerous fights and altercations with different people, and had a lot of bad blood going around with B. B came to the realization that they didn't want to be affiliated with these people anymore, so they slowly made their way out of this group of people. When we first got together, B had told me some stories that happened to them, and all of the different threats they got when they left. I didn't think too much of it, as it's all in the past, and it won't affect us, but I was wrong. It was like I said, early 2022 and me and B were making a quick trip up the street to the store. Now, where they live is right on a main street in a not-so-well-protected or safe area. B's house is on the right side next to a lot with a few different little shops. B keeps a car cover on their car every night, and at this time, we decided to go to the store. As we walked out of their house, I had immediately noticed a black truck in the lot next to their house. It was around 9 p.m., and all of the stores in that lot closed at 6, so it wasn't any worker or anything of the sort. It was also pitch black outside, as we were still in the winter. I take my mind off the truck, and I mention it to B, and I ask, Hey, have you seen that truck before? They took a quick glance of the truck, and said, No, I've never seen it before. We continue on taking the cover off the car, and I keep my eyes on this truck 
because it was really giving me this weird feeling. We get into the car and they start it up. And as we're just sitting there waiting for the car to warm up, B looks up at the truck and one of the lights are on inside, giving us a shadowy kind of look of maybe one or two people. It wasn't very clear, but B then said to me, Look. And I looked up at the truck and the light turned off. As we're pulling out of the driveway to get into the main road, the truck started up and then immediately pulled out of the lot and got behind us. They had their brights on and was also tailgating us the whole way to the store. The store's only about a two-minute drive, and as we're pulling into the lot of the store, the truck then makes a U-turn and then parks on the side of the road right outside of the parking lot. I wasn't really planning on going into the store with B, as he was getting only one thing, so I just stayed in the car as B got out. He told me to keep the doors locked and just wait for him. I was already internally freaking out about this truck. Knowing he was only 30 to 40 feet away from our car scared me even more. And from my perspective, they knew who we were and were trying to do something. As B leaves and locks the car, I'm sitting on my phone when, in the passenger mirror, I then see someone walking up to the car. He was crouched walking right along the car, and I think he saw me looking at him through the mirror and he then rushed to my door trying to open it. He banged on the door over and over and he started to hit the window with what sounded like all of his force. It was absolutely terrifying and I didn't know what to do. I grabbed a pocket knife that we had in the center console of the car and I held it up, yelling for him to get the fuck away. I screamed at the top of my lungs for this man to get away from the car, but he's still trying to punch the window through. I was making a really loud commotion when then B and two other men opened the store door and as we were parked almost right in front of it, the man noticed them and started running back to the already turned on truck. They then hopped in the passenger seat and sped off. I was scared, absolutely terrified, any other word you can think of. The man in the process of trying to get into the car actually broke the handle of the car and they also made dents into the passenger side door. We called the police and I gave the best description of the guy I could, as well as the truck, while B also gave his. That was pretty much the end of the night. A few days later, B gets numerous messages from multiple different sources, sending them threats, with one then saying, That's not even the worst of it. I'm not 100% sure if that was related to it, but my gut and everyone who knows about this situation tells me it is. A week after that, me and B took a trip to our family's house in another state, just wanting to get away from there for a month. Since then, we haven't had any more interactions or problems since being home, and I really hope to keep it that way. I don't know if this is associated with his past behavior and the past people he was involved with, but if it is, I really hope that's the end of it. This happened on February 1st. I'm a female, and I live in Washington State. My online boyfriend came over to visit me during this time, and we were sleeping together. My mom came rushing into my room, then saying, I think I heard someone walking outside, and they were trying to unlock the door. They were messing with the door. My mom starts to panic, 
and my boyfriend immediately sits up. I get up and I go to the living room quickly, already seeing my dad only in his boxers and slippers, holding his gun. He tells me and my boyfriend to protect my mom and siblings as he goes outside, seeing that the doorknob was all scratched up and seemed like it was smashed in. While I was holding my brothers close, my mom was just breaking down, and I then told them that we should move to my room, which is the room in the middle. We moved to the room as I called the cops while my boyfriend was comforting my siblings and mom. My younger brother's room is the first room, mine in the middle, and the last room is my mom's, but it was being renovated at the time, so she had to sleep on a mattress in the living room while she waited for the room to be renovated. Usually my dad doesn't sleep with my mom, and he sleeps in the motorhome instead that's parked next to our trailer. It's basically like his office house and where he works, but for this night, he chose to sleep with my mom, which I'm really glad he did. Anyways, I then heard a loud bang as I looked out the window, and I saw my dad running down our backyard. The walkway of our backyard is sort of like a hill. There's the garage on the left, and when you walk farther, it's our patio on the right, and then if you keep going straight, it's a longer hill but forest. Well, after waiting for about 10 minutes, the cops came, and so did the ambulance. I went to the porch, and I then saw a man being carried with a stretcher. It was some random man that I had never seen before. I saw that he was bleeding, and looking straight at me with a sinister smile, as if wherever my dad shot him didn't affect him. Which, by the way, yeah, my dad shot him. I just watched as they took him to the back of the ambulance, and then left after. The very next morning, my dad told us that when he was chasing the man, he ended up shooting him in the leg, and he fell down the hill that led to the forest. He kept the man there until the cops came. Later that day, we got a call from the cops as I was in the kitchen table doing my online college work. After that phone call, he told me what they said. Apparently, the man that had tried to break in had a knife, lockpick, duct tape, rope, and a camera all in his bag that he carried. He was a wanted man in some other state. I think it was Idaho or Indiana, and he apparently wanted to kidnap me because he only went after young women. So, it was very possible that he was stalking me without me even realizing it. I was totally freaked out after my dad told me this and I'll always be grateful for what my dad did. What if my mom had never heard that man messing with the door? Or what if my dad was never there in the first place and was in his motor home? I will always think about that, and it still really scares me to this day. Hey everyone, apologies for the interruption. But I need to take a moment to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh, for sponsoring today's episode. With the cost of groceries going up and up, now's the perfect time to get started with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is actually cheaper than grocery shopping, and it's 25% less expensive than takeout. They have a lot of options as well. Powering up with protein is easier than ever with HelloFresh. Just check for the protein smart tag on their menu to quickly find recipes featuring 30 grams of protein or more, like one pot pork and black bean chili or creamy Dijon dill chicken. I really like HelloFresh personally because it saves me so much time because they include the food and the recipes for you, and it's extremely simple and easy to follow. 
It really makes cooking so much faster. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Cannibal60 and use code Cannibal60 for 60% off plus free shipping. Again, go to HelloFresh.com slash Cannibal60 and use code Cannibal60 for 60% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. I worked the night shift in a supply storage room for a hospital about eight years ago. Usually the new people get stuck on night or weekend shifts at hospitals, and I was no exception. My job consisted of taking inventory of certain units, packing up the needed supplies in a cart, and then taking them to where they needed to be. The plus side of this shift is that I was all alone, with no department boss or manager around, as they worked only during the day. There were less interruptions during the night, as only a few people would knock on the door or call for supplies during any given night. All in all, it was a fairly relaxed shift, but quiet is not all it's cracked up to be, and hospitals can be quite spooky at night. First of all, not all lights are on in the hallways. Perhaps only every third light is lit, because it's considered quiet time. This adds to the dim, isolated feeling of empty halls and no other sounds but an occasional cart. For me, the sound of the squeaky wheel table they would use to push the dead bodies past my supply room to the morgue always gave me the creeps. This then brings me to the worst part of my hospital experience. The ghosts. I suppose no hospital is without them, as it is a place where many meet their end. We had one ghost in our supply room. The day shifters all knew of him, and when I started working there, they told me about it. I just rolled my eyes and thought they were just giving the newbie a hard time. But working alone at night, I had started noticing my box cutters would occasionally disappear from where I put them, and then they would reappear in that same spot later on after I gave up looking for them. It was a bit creepy, but I also felt this one was harmless. A bit of a practical joker, if you will. It was the ghost in the surgery center, though, that scared me the most. I always dreaded going there every night to resupply, so I saved that place for the very last thing I had to do on my shift. The surgery center was a separate building on our campus, quite a bit away across huge parking lots and behind the other medical buildings. No one worked there at night. Each night I loaded up my carts, and I had to put them on a truck that I had to drive to the surgery center. It was completely dark, inside and out, and the place I had to enter in the back had no lights outside and was also cut off from the view of the rest of the buildings. I could feel my hairs rising as I took the walk from the truck to the back door, hurrying to open it with my key and flick on the hallway light by the door. Propping the door open, I now had enough light to see the back of the truck and unload my supply carts. Pushing my car through the dim rooms was nerve-wracking, because I just never knew what the ghost would do on any given night. Sometimes doors would open and shut, making me jump out of my skin. Other times I would hear dim laughter, sometimes amused voices. Sometimes cupboards and drawers would open, and items would fall to the floor. After a while, I started to sing at the top of my lungs as I worked in that building, just so I couldn't hear them and could complete my tasks. No living people were around to hear my terrible singing, so it didn't matter how loud I was. 
I didn't tell my boss about any of my experiences, as I didn't want to seem like a wuss. But I did talk to someone who had that shift before I did, and they confirmed that the same things happened to them. I was really relieved to find out I wasn't crazy. I remember that I'd sometimes call my daughter from work and tell her I was headed to the haunted surgery center, and if I didn't come home, she knew where to search. Happily, a day shift finally opened up after about a year, and I switched. I do miss the quiet, but I definitely don't miss the haunts. A couple of weeks ago, a friend and myself were going for a short night walk to cool off and hang out for a while. We're two non-binary people in our early 20s. We were walking in an area of town that's worse for wear, on a road with absolutely no street lights. I was familiar with the area, so I didn't feel incredibly nervous. However, there reached a certain point where I felt like someone was watching us. I then turned to my friend and said, I feel like we're being watched, but maybe I'm just feeling paranoid. We sort of just laughed it off and continued walking. Not even a minute later, a large truck came around the corner. It was a shiny new pickup truck with a lot of work equipment in the bed. We moved out of the way for the truck to pass, and as it drove past us, I felt relieved. However, the truck reached the end of the road, turned around, and then came back up to me and my friend. Now where the truck pulled up to me and my friend, it completely blocked us in against a concrete wall on all sides except one and a direct line into the dark, thick woods. The window rolled down, and a clean-cut man smiled, and he then asked us if we lived in the area. My friend is very shy, so I started talking to the guy. I told him I did live around here, and the man inside then started asking me for directions. When I realized he was just lost, my fear eased up. He asked me if I knew where a specific road was, and then set a road that sounded completely made up. It was totally unfamiliar to me, and it was definitely not the name of any road for miles. I had asked him about some of the other roads that were sort of similar sounding to the name he said, in case he was confused or something. He then looked at me, and then said, No, look here. I have it pulled up on my GPS. I began walking closer to the truck to take a look at his phone. When I was about two feet away from his window, this very strong feeling that I was in danger then came over me, and I stopped dead in my tracks. I began panicking internally, but I tried my best to remain calm. I told him to hold his phone up, and he did. The GPS was open on his phone, but there was nothing plugged in. This really scared me. I began trying to think of a plan to escape at that point. I told him I didn't think I could help him, and that I was sorry. Well, for a brief second, he acted like he was going to drive away. He then smirked, looked me up and down, looked over at my friend, and I kid you not, he then asked us to have a threesome with him. As you can imagine, I was absolutely mortified by this. I was still frantically trying to think of a plan. Realizing then that really our only option would be to run straight into the woods in the pitch black. 
with also a chance that he would follow us there. I told him that we would not be doing that and that he needed to get the hell out of there right now. But he just sat in his truck, still staring at me. This made me so angry, and I then started screaming at him. Get the fuck out of here! Right now! Fuck off! I berated him for probably about two minutes, while he just sat and stared at me, still smiling. It was fucking horrifying. The way that he just sat and smiled, completely unfazed, was one of the scariest things I've ever personally experienced. I was getting ready to tell my friend to head into the woods, when right then, he finally started to drive off. After driving about five feet, he stopped, stuck his head out the window, and then asked, Okay, but what about for $300? I screamed at him again to get the fuck out of there, and he drove off for good. At this point, I became very concerned for mine and my friend's safety, fearing the man would return. I told my friend that we needed to run and get to my house as quickly as possible. We ran down a hill that was adjacent to the road, and we began cutting through people's yards to try and throw the man off if he returned to the spot. And at one point, we actually saw him driving around, so we hid behind a church. We did finally make it to a main brightly lit road, and I called my roommate, who walked to meet us on the street and then walked the rest of the way home with us. I was absolutely terrified for the whole rest of the night, and I believe I've seen the same truck around a few times since then, but I really can't say for sure. All I know is the way that man smiled and stared at us while I cursed him out was terrifying, and I'm still very worried to this day that maybe someone else will encounter him on a dark road, and that he might find a new victim, but I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> 